You are listening to Proof Text, a Glossa House podcast exploring scripture and all things related to it. New episodes are released daily. For more information, check out glossahouse.com and subscribe to our channels on Spotify and YouTube. Welcome and enjoy. Hello, everybody. I want to welcome you to Proof Text. And I'm with my good friend, uh, Dr. Michael T. W. Halcom Smith. No, a T. Michael gentlemen. W. Halcom. Is that? Have you ever had that joke said to you before? <laughs> no. No. Uh, okay. I've had, yeah. I guess, variations of that, but uh, yeah. Um, I'm just yeah, jealous because with... you have these extra nice, you know, vowel, uh, vowels in your name. So T. Michael W. Halcom. So yeah. Um, uh, a lady at church, a younger lady, she just always did as a joke. Uh, Reverend Dr. Pastor T. Michael W. Halcom. W. Halcom. Okay. She, she <laughs> put all those like epithets and titles in front of it. Uh, she's like, I well, don't know what to call you. I don't know what to call you. Yeah. Well, uh, welcome everybody. We're we're continuing. We're just two episodes away from finishing Galatians. Uh, it's amazing. It's been over a two year journey. Uh, it's going to be well over 47 hours of content, maybe closer to 48 hours of content. I made a playlist on Spotify. That's why I know how long it is. Uh, but we're looking at chapter 6, verses 15 and 16. And so uh, Michael is going to read the Greek text. Then I'll translate, and then we'll discuss it. Like, what does this mean? All and right. uh, so, so uh, Michael, you're going to pull up. Uh, yep, the text, Center for New Testament yep. Restoration, Alan Bunnings. This is interesting. Okay. I mean, just looking at it, just looking at it already, you can see uh, quite a bit of textual variation going on. So mm -hmm. um, what we have for the SBL is Utegar peritome, tiestin uteacrobustia, ala kenectesis. And yeah, one one thing I'll point out as far as uh, pronunciation goes is here's a great example, and uh, with the last word katesis, where we see iota and epsilon iota making the same sound. Uh, we mm -hmm. have katesis spelled with the epsilon iota vowel pair, and then with the iota itself. Um, so great example of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So. Gar is indicating support, uh, Uta Gar. Um, Uta is a, like a neither. And when I see an Uta, I'm usually looking for a second Uta, which we have um, just six words later, Uta. For neither. Wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. So real quick, say a word about, because three of the manuscripts we're seeing here, uh, from before 500, so between 325 and 499, we have three manuscripts that have like another phrase in God Christo Yesu, um, mm -hmm. preceding yeah. the Ute. Just yeah. any for, thoughts on that, real, real briefly? Well, it, it means for in, in Christ Jesus, for in Christ Jesus. So, um, scribes were feeling the need to uh, frame this big statement um, that he's going to make, that neither circumcision is something nor uncircumcision, but new creation. So they're 
they're wanting to clarify that this this obtains to uh, in Christ Jesus, which is I think assumed in the context. So they're just wanting to make that more explicit. Um, you know, I don't know if there's the scribes are by adding that if they're saying well, but if you're not in Christ Jesus, circumcision means something and uncircumcision means something. You know, so it's only in Christ Jesus, the reality of Christ Jesus, that you get that these things mean nothing. So I don't know. They're just trying to yeah. specify that important framework, which is really assumed in the context. But um, I don't know. I think it's it's mm. stronger without yeah, Christ definitely. Jesus. It's much stronger without oh, Christ Jesus. Really? I was going to say the opposite. I think it's more emphatic with it. But No, okay. I think without it these are just simple like these are it's more ontological it's not conditioned by being in christ or not this is simply the way it is now right you don't have to have that qualifier uh, of course christ is the one who the, the 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 mechanism the person the mechanism that makes this reality what it is but paul mm -hmm. i think is stating it even more boldly more boldly more directly without christ that neither mm. circumcision is something or nor uncircumcision, but new creation. And wow, mm. what a mouthful there, because new creation evokes um, eschatological expectations as found in Isaiah. Isaiah ends with the visions of new creation. So um, yeah. The, this is a, a verse that would really support kind of the viewpoint eschatologically or theologically that the end time is broken into the present and there's a new creation that is taking place right now. The new creation Christ has brought forward right now. Yeah. The new creation. Yeah. So um, catesis is an interesting word too because um, in Ephesians 2.10, the verb, I take the verb to have to do with uh, founding of a new people group. So this word catesis, um, if you look at the lexicon, uh, LSJ lexicon, it, it has to do with the founding um, or settling of, of something. So it's, it's related to catisma, a colony or a foundation. It's related to Katid's uh, Tase, a founder uh, of a cult, city, whatever. So this idea of a Katesis is um, it's kind of a big word. It's um, the founding or, or settling of something. And here it's something new. Um, this is kind of what like Augustus did. This is what uh, the founder of Rome did, Romulus did. He founded a new people. Um, and so this this language is, I think, two pronged. It evokes Isaiah and the vision of new creation, kind of restoration. But it also speaks in a context where you had political rulers establishing uh, 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 colonies or cities who are named after them, and or people groups and this kind of thing. So yeah, it's, it's I think it's very strong language. A lot of stress on that, Allah, because that is the correction. So that's the governing reality. Rather than peritome, circumcision, or acrobustia, uncircumcision, those are irrelevant. Those are 
corrected. Those are done away with, essentially. They, they don't matter anymore. What matters is new creation. Mm. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with anything. Um, I do like the idea of a new founding, a uh, mm-hmm. founding of a new people. I mean, that fits really well, too, with uh, Revelation 20 through 22. Um, that's the founding of a, the people are the city. So it's a founding Mm -hmm. of a new city of God, a new people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Rather than just like ball, like a blank, like new creation, you know, like, cause when we hear creation, we often think of like nature. This is like the, the founding of a new, a new thing, a new people, a new city. I'm trying to think of which, um, which theologian talked about, uh, a third race. Um, I think it's in the epistle to Diognetus um, and also Tertullian. Um, But um, yeah, so I guess he, Tertullian led some to believe that the idea of third race may actually have been a, a pagan invention, you know, calling the Christians a third thing that then they, we latched on to. But um, I do think it's in the Epistle to Diognetus that we are kind of like a, something different. Um, yeah, circumcision mm. isn't where it's at, nor uncircumcision. Yeah. Well, um, mm. we're kind of getting to the issue of what Galatians was about. Yes. People were pushing circumcision, which is a, a way of showing dedication and allegiance to Moses. Torah observance and, you know, a kind of understanding of covenantal faithfulness uh, to Torah. Um, But the issue is, is that that we have a new covenant and a a new mediator, like a God has come in his own person. He He didn't need a mediator. Moses was a mediator, but God is one, Paul says back in chapter three. And so uh, he's now established something through the, through a son um, that uh, is the goal, and the law was a guide, a tutor, a, a disciplinarian tutor um, to lead us to Christ. And so this is the new reality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, the next verse, sixteen. Um, ah, so this is a great verse. Um, yeah, so some good stuff here. I don't see much in the, I, I do see the, you know, one variation with Irene, you have the Epsilon Iota, where that vowel pair is just, and in this one, Irene with just the Iota. Um, so that's another um, great example of Epsilon Yota and Yoda sounding alike. Um, this is interesting. I've never seen Fred just a cop, uh, Kappa standing alone, and it's got like a little tail on it in place of the word Ke. Have you seen this before? Uh, which manuscript are you looking at? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, there, yeah. Which one is that? Um, let me see. 
it looks like there's maybe a, some kind of symbol um, mark a demarcation that Kappa's got like a little line dash on it. Okay, so what is this? Let's look. Um, it looks like the same one we were looking at earlier. Was it Vaticanus or? Um, yeah, yeah, Vaticanus. No, it's Sinaiticus. Codex Sinaiticus. So I'm trying to look at that. Uh, where is that? Um, it's this verse. Oh, here it is, right here. Um, so center of the page. Uh, there's the Irene, Ke Elios. So there it is, right there. That see it's right at the top of the center of the page where the arrow is. I'm not seeing your arrow. Maybe other people oh. can see it. Oh, at the oh. end. Are you at the end there, of the... Are you seeing the manuscript though? I am. Yeah. Yeah, at the very end yeah. of the top middle line. Oh, I see. Okay. Ah, uh, interesting. So it's at the end of the line. Yeah, I've never huh. seen that before. Me Is that neither. New for you too? Yeah. Me neither. Huh. Yeah. So cool so, looking at this stuff. Um, yeah. So translated, it would it's going to be and as many as uh, adhere to, or really will will follow, as many as will follow this rule, this canon. Peace upon them, and mercy even upon the Israel of God. Um, yeah, now this is this is interesting uh, in so many ways, right? This whole statement. Um, I will point out, by the way, just uh, in terms of like euphony, the osuto kanoni tutu tuto. Uh, it reminds you of the previous verse, uh, and then here you have um, you have that uh, kind of have a or canoni tuto um, kind of like a, a nice euphony and a similarity of sound going on there. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. but yeah. I, well, let's talk about the Israel of God. I mean, that what 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 do you take this to be? I mean, I have a idea, but curious about your thoughts. Well, we have another. Um, just as a setup to that, we have another left dislocated topic. Um, this verse fifteen really parallels verse thirteen. Uda, utagar, udagar. Verse sixteen um, has an has an OC and verse 12 has an OC at the beginning, also a left, left dislocated topic. So there's something interesting going on that's parallel. And I know next time we'll get to 17, but 17 is a command and also focused on Paul. And that's what verse 11 is a command and then a focus on Paul. So I think there's some really interesting structuring going on, which would put verse 
13, no, verse uh, 14, the one that you said had a nice ring and a poetics to it, it puts verse 14 in the middle. And in the middle of that is particularly the cross of Christ our Lord. So to me, that's really, that's really significant. So there's a, I would say there's a chiasm. So I just wanted to point that out. Um, I find it interesting that stikesusin is future tense. So as many as, and that's an interesting verb. It means to like agree with, follow, conform. It can, it, it deals with conduct as well. Um, so uh, kind of, it can be like drawn a line. So that's to do with kind of aligned with this, um, align with, walk by, agree with, submit to. So these are, those are entries from the LSJ lexicon with the dative. And that's what it, we have here. So to line up with. Um, so basically, it seems like a, a kind of a generalizing statement about um, in the future, you know, and then this rule, it seems like that rule um, is verse 15 is the rule. Yes, I right? agree. Totally. Yes. Yeah. So verse 15 is that rule. Um, and then it's future. And so Paul's basically saying peace be upon them. And, um, and then what do we do? So peace upon those who will follow this rule, the standard, and now mercy. Um, so what governs that mercy? Uh, mercy tends to be used. I'd want to study the word mercy because does this mean is mercy like given to people who acknowledge their wrongdoing and are repentant? Um, is mercy something that is that Paul is hoping for the Israel of God? So the question is, is, is this, are these believers that he's been arguing throughout Galatians, that they're children of Abraham, that they're, they're heirs according to the promise, blah, blah, blah. Throughout Galatians, you've had this very strong case being made that that we are children of Abraham if we have faith like Abraham. Like, so Abraham is the one who established the gospel was preached beforehand to Abraham, faithful Abraham, believing Abraham. So, boy, if this doesn't refer to the Israel of God, doesn't refer to believers, then what is the Israel of God? It could be, and it could include believers, but also future believers. Since this is future tense, uh, it could be that Paul is, this is a hope. So the ones who will line up with this, that in order to line up with it, people need to receive mercy and receive the mercy which is available through Christ. So this could be kind of an anticipatory um, hope that that Jews and non-Jews, Israelites, genetically, by birth, by flesh, and those engrafted into Israel, all those who are enabled to have that identity need to have mercy. So um, peace is needed first for those who adhere to this. And the peace, I think, is like a shalom. It's a well-being 
for the sake of evangelism. Um, and then this leads to the potential of mercy, which is in the future going to bring people into the Israel of God. And, and the Israel of God, you have to look elsewhere in Paul, uh, in Ephesians, there's only one people of God, Jews and Gentiles brought together. Um, you Gentiles used to be excluded from the citizenship of Israel. So it's Ephesians 2, look at 2, uh, 11, 12, 13. But now you've been brought near and God has made, you know, from the two, one body. Uh, so look at that in Ephesians, it's really clear that you have one Israel. And then I think in Romans 11, you have one Israel and that Israel is the olive tree from which branches are cut off due to unbelief and it's a tragedy. And wild branches are grafted in. Those wild branches are the uh, non-Israelites genetically, so G G Gentiles. Uh, but then the, you know, the branches can be grafted back in. So you have this tree, which is a multi-branched, natural, wild. At this point, that is the olive tree of Israel. In this way, all Israel will be saved. That's, I think, Paul's vision. Um, by faith. And here I would say that's what verse 16 is about. You you need to align to this rule and live by the faith of Christ and in the cross of Christ. So, uh, yeah, that's my take on it. Yeah, uh, I would say that this is why it's important in 15 to translate the thesis as uh, like founding rather than just creation but a new yeah. founding of a people, you know, um, new yeah. founding of a city. Um, and then you have in the 616, even, even upon the mm -hmm. Israel of God, um, that the Kenekatesis is the Israel of God, the founding of the new people uh, in which there is no, you know, circumcision in, uncircumcision amounts to nothing but it's the people who follow the canon of peace uh the who follow the this rule where um where uh circumcision uncircumcision is nothing and so for those people peace upon them and mercy uh, also he says grace in uh chapter one grace and peace and mercy and um yeah, he's going to say it here again at the end. So he got a nice conclusio forming. But um, yeah, so I think the Israel is the the founding the new the new people who are founded on this rule that neither circumcision or circumcision uncircumcision is nothing. Uh, but uh, those those who boast in the cross of Christ. Is there some tension with you if if we stress too much the newness of the new founding, but then Israel of God is an old name? Is there a tension there? Yeah, no, there's no there's no tension for me because this is this is what it always was meant to be. Right? It's just now hitting its zenith point, its its climax. Uh this is what God had always intended for it to be all along. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, yeah. So yeah, while it's, while it's old, yeah, 
uh, it's now coming into its own in in yeah. a new way, right? Yeah. Which is where circumcision yeah. and circumcision don't mean anything. Yeah. So partial hardening has happened to Israel. Mature until the fullness, yeah. until the fullness or fulfillment, I would argue, of the nations has come into. Into what? So I'm reading from uh, Romans eleven twenty five. What are the Gentiles coming into? <laughs> they're coming into Israel. They're coming. They're they're being grafted yeah. onto that vine. Like to me, it's just so clear in context. And in this way, all Israel will be saved. Now, in the previous verse, like 24, 23, Paul says, I magnify my ministry among the nations to provoke them to jealousy. Why? So that they would join. They'd be regrafted in. And so when the Gentiles are the fulfillment of the Gentiles coming into the people of God, this is a sign. These are the nations coming to join God's people. This is a sign that this is where it's happening. And so in this way, all Israel will be saved. All Israel, meaning believing Jews, believing non-Jews, Gentiles, together. Like, and then Paul quotes scripture. And this, so this is 1126 of Romans. This is how it was. Yeah. Sorry, as I just said, this is, is how it was supposed to be from the beginning. From the beginning, yeah. Yeah, if we go, yeah, it's a great point. Like in the foundation of Israel, was to be a people that, I mean, God was very gracious to allow non, non-Israelites to join in. Uh, they were able to join yeah, in. And that was, yeah, and that exactly. was the plan. Yeah, and Abraham yes. was able to bring blessing to the nations. So listen to this verse, and this is really funny because interpreters, they interpret this so badly. 11.26, so, and, all, and in this way, all Israel will be saved just as it is written. The deliverer will come from Zion. He will remove ungodliness from Jacob. This is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Now, what's remarkable to me is that people will argue that's the second coming. And I'm just like, what? That's the first coming. The covenant that he made with them where he takes away their sins, that's exactly the, the, the covenant that Christ established. So then the issue is, well, why is, why is Paul um, quoting this in the future tense? The deliverer will come from Zion. Because that's how the prophecy was worded originally. And Paul right, right. reserves the future tense of quotations in Romans, yeah. even though they are realized past or present in the gospel or near future. He, he always does that. So this is what Jesus came to do. He came to remove ungodliness from Jacob. Yeah. And so, uh, well, whose anyway. Name, by the way, whose name, by the way, is also Yisrael. His name becomes yes. Israel. Well, I think it's really cool. He becomes Israel yeah. once he encounters God. And I almost think that that's the kicker. You know, what allows Jacob to become Israel is when he encounters and wrestles with God and there's a there's a transformation that takes place, but but yeah. yeah. So obviously, there's a I lot at stake here. I think the church is confused. It's really unfortunate. Um, it has implications for today and understanding what's happening today. 
uh, over in the land of Palestine and the, the modern nation yeah. of Israel. So do you think the modern nation of Israel is the Israel of God? Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't at all. Uh, yeah. I think that's Many a people grave do. mistake to confuse them. Yeah, I know. I think it's a grave mistake to confuse the modern nation state of Israel yeah. with the people of God. Yes. And this is why I think, you know, I've stressed this as a pastor when I'm preaching, you know, to, when we look at the Old Testament, um, early on, we don't have anything such as Jews. We don't even have Israelites. We have Hebrews, right? Mm -hmm. And so like early in Genesis, you before Jacob, you get Hebrews. At Jacob mm -hmm. and after, you get uh, the formation of uh, Israel. So you have Israelites. You still mm -hmm. don't have Jews. So you have Actually, before even, um, you have Hebrews, Semites uh, from Shem, right? Um, and mm -hmm. then you have, so Hebrews, Semites, um, Israelites, um, and then only later do you get Jews, right? Um, and then you get uh, Israelis. So it's important, I, I use those terms specifically, you know, Hebrews, Semites, Israelites, Jews, Israelis. And when I use Israelis, I talk about the modern nation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, people who live there today. There's a big difference, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. All those terms carry very different connotations in very different eras and time periods. Yeah. Are you familiar with Jason Staples' arguments? I'm only vaguely familiar with them, but he's hitting, there's a lot of traction to his views, I believe, a lot of uh, Yeah, I, I know uh, JM and some of our Glossa House friends have been reading. Jason's a big fan of Glossa House. He came up to, he comes up to the booth every year at, at the conference and he's like, I want to write for you guys, I want to write for you guys. And uh, he came up this year and said, I want to do that Galatians reader or uh, the Romans reader that he's been writing on, you know, Romans was already done. So, um, you know, we need to find him something else to do. He's been wanting to write with us for four or five years, probably. Uh, yeah. So, but I, I haven't yeah. read his books yet. I have them. I have his two books, and I'm, I'm looking forward to get into them. JM keeps uh, pushing them, um, as do some of the folks who uh, stayed with us in San Antonio there. Um, yeah. But, you know, we'll get around I to think, him. It seems like he's doing I a lot. I think I will agree with him. I was just read someone's book review. Um, forget who that was. Well, you know, um, Brian... Um, Oh, what's his name? Uh, Brian, who who wrote for us, he did uh, he did his thesis, published his thesis with us. Uh, what? Let me see the uh, Brian. Oh, I read it. It was by Chris Tilling. I read Chris Tilling was preparing a book review on Jason Staples, and I agreed to read it and suggest a title for him. So it was very helpful for me to read that. He focused in on Romans two. And I think he and I read Romans 2 the same, Jason Staples. I think he reads it even harder than I do, like pushes that thesis mm. more. And Chris was pushing back against that thesis, mm. which is which is interesting. Um, so, yeah, I do Chris, think I agree Chris, with Jason. If I understand but... right. Yeah, Chris, if I understand right, he's a friend of mine. I think he has some, I, I don't want to mischaricature him at all, especially on here, but yeah. Uh, I don't know if he has universalist leanings or not, but um, I've read things where I've thought, hmm, does he? Um, maybe mm -hmm. he doesn't, so I, I don't want to misrepresent him. But, uh, you know, so that's interesting. Brian Lewis, 
his Brand thesis that we published, Jew yeah. and Gentile Reconciled, an Exploration yeah. of the Ten Northern Tribes in Pauline Literature. And he's, mm-hmm. I think he's, he was heading in the same direction as Staples. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And may even draw on Jason's work. Uh, yeah. So, well, uh, interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, do you have a so, parting shot? I mean, I think we're done, huh? I have, yeah, I do have a parting shot. Um, yeah, uh, this is from Jimmy Roulette. Uh, if you think about the animals we do eat, we eat only the dumb ones. Our three main meats are what? Cows, fish, chickens. All animals, I'm pretty sure if they could talk, you could trick them into killing themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid joke. I just thought it was oh, funny. Man. Okay. Um, talking about new creation here, that's kind of antithetical to that, but uh, yeah, it's kind of yeah. funny to me. Yeah. Um, the dumb yeah, animals. Why is it we yeah. only eat dumb animals? Because we can, I guess, uh, that's trick true. them into being killed. Or, um, yeah, fish are yeah, kind of dumb. Why don't we eat the smart animals? <laughs> yeah. But, well, I yeah. think we'd be looking at ourselves, which would be kind of gross. Um <laughs> Yeah. I've got a riff for well, you. I've got this idea. Should I share it with you now? Okay. Sure, go Could ahead. Be stolen. Someone might steal it. I'm thinking of reframing bad driving, like rolling stops, speeding, coasting and speeding mm. through things, reframing that as green driving. So it becomes a moral oh, yeah. imperative to save yeah. the environment to not pollute by getting brake dust in mm-hmm. the air, rolling stops as a form of conscientious objection or whatever. Like, in other words, you could develop it. I just had the idea. I thought it would be pretty funny to think of ways to reframe mm-hmm. bad driving as, in fact, green, driving green. Yeah. Yeah, so I might start by being like, you know, um, Something along the lines of, uh, you know, people, you know, people complain about, you know, bad driving, rolling stops, but, you know, I think it's a good thing. And yes. here's some of the benefits. Yes. You know, uh, in fact, know, and then you talk about, in you fact, know, so, you, then you go off on it as green driving. So, uh, you know, you know, like you save gas, you don't have to punch on right. the gas. You, That's don't, right. You don't get brake particles in the air. You're more likely to hit neighbors you don't like. You know, so and so you you do a triple there where you set it up with two very yeah. realistic, like you know, normal things. No break, you're not polluting brake dust. You're not you're not polluting with gas. Also, you're more likely to hit the neighbor you don't like. Something along those lines. And hit maybe um, hitting dumb animals, hitting dumb animals, and yeah, so you're reducing the carbon footprint. Yeah, you could go pretty maybe bad on that. Them. So. Yeah, so anyway. uh, I was work I was working on a, a joke just last night actually about um, is how this, people is this clean hate... enough to share? Yeah, I only I tr- I write clean comedy mainly. Um, hmm. No, I write clean comedy. So uh, I I was just thinking about you know people people hate traffic jams, but you know I kind of like them, you know. Uh, and so I was listing some some of the reasons. Uh, why I might like traffic jams, and so I'm working on a joke as to why uh, I like traffic jams, and I think they're a good thing. 
maybe taking the angle that uh you know it it um it's like for example it spares me from getting home earlier it gives me me time um yeah so it's funny that you mentioned that christine and i were just talking about that that um she she said one time in the autobahn in germany there was a traffic stop and it was stopped both ways for like three to five hours she couldn't remember how long but people literally got out of their cars were walking across to the other big highway were sharing food with each other probably even drinking and just talking and they just had a great time in the middle of the autobahn <laughs> yeah she said um, it was pretty funny so I've I've seen stuff like that before in the states. Maybe not to that extent, but I've seen people set up cornhole boards before. <laughs> you play cornhole. Uh, yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. You know. So, uh, that's yeah. That that's kind of where uh, I don't know. So I'm working on a joke. Uh, you know, uh, on that. But um, uh -huh. okay. Yeah. All right. I just thought I'd share with that something to think about yeah. green driving. Yeah, maybe one All of right. these days uh I'll do one of the stand up bits on here that I've written, but we'll see. Okay. So <laughs> Well thanks everybody for listening. Here. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Uh we appreciate it. Thanks for watching. And uh share this with people, support the podcast, uh by just getting the word out. Yeah, we'll stop there. Uh, until next time, aloha. Hope that helps. Interested in growing your ancient language skills but not sure where to start? Glow's House can help. From illustrated readers and short stories to lexicons and grammars, Glow's House offers a variety of resources for beginning, intermediate, and experienced ancient language learners. Head to glowsahouse.com today. Glow's House, language resources for the global community.